We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What's good, LL Nation? Lucky Lucky Podcast. You see it right there. You know what we're talking about today. We're brought to you by Anora Whiskey. AnoraWhiskey.com. It's that premium American whiskey, AnoraWhiskey.com. And if you drink, by all means, make sure that you drink responsibly. Gotta drink responsibly. Great show today. Why? This LL Nation, we're going to have a serious conversation. I put out a tweet yesterday and had no clue that it was going to go all different types of ways. Different types of responses to it. Different types of responses on the IB message board. I had no clue. It was just a thought that came from some information that I got with people connected to the program. And I said to myself, you know what? Let me go ahead and put this tweet out. So we're going to talk about that and whether or not it's time to buy or sell on Tyler Buckner. And we're going to talk about the NIL space. Is the NIL space really what we think it is? Or have we been tricked into thinking that there is more money being spent than it actually is? So have we overreacted to NIL? as Notre Dame fans. We'll talk about that as well. And then what offense is going to show up at the Gator Bowl? Are we gonna have constant 12 personnel, constant 13 personnel with the departure of Michael Mayer? Or Holden Stace, who has been talked about with, between Tommy Reese and Marcus Freeman as being one of those guys that has shined in bowl practices. Will he just be inserted into that spot in the same offense and Notre Dame will continue to pound the ball inside the hashes and play through the tight end? Going to have an interesting conversation. Left is logging on shortly. Uh, he was out taking care of business early. He's just getting back into the crib. So he'll be tapping in in a minute. I'm interested in hearing what you guys think about this topic today. Right, because I think Tyler Buckner, for a lot of reasons, has become a lightning rod amongst Notre Dame fans. And we talked about the quarterback position 
at Notre Dame and how important it's going to be moving forward. And I think one of the things that you can take away from yesterday's show is that we have become very aware of how quarterback thirsty we are as Notre Dame fans. We really are quarterback thirsty. Just the way we react to every name that jumps into the portal, right? Uh, Grayson McCall jumped in. Left gave his breakdown to Grayson McCall yesterday and basically said Tyler Buckner is better than Grayson McCall. So why would, he, why would we bring him in to Notre Dame? So left is in the building. Left is in the – what's up, left? What's up, baby? You be here. You know how you have to have to admit when you're wrong? Tough to do. It's tough to do, but that's like one, that's like a true show of character. Like when you're wrong and you can readily admit, you know what? I was wrong. I was wrong about three things. I was wrong about my initial synopsis of the scissor out. <laughs> <laughs> I was wrong. He was wrong. She is top five, one of the top five writers alive right now when it comes to just writing songs. But the thing is, you don't know who helped on it. You know, she probably has a team of writers, you know. That. That's everybody, dude. This isn't hip hop. That's R&B. That's the way hip R&B has been for you. We know that. I like to give people that flowers. Let me tell you something else I was wrong about. I was wrong about Tyler Buckner. I can admit that. I was wrong about Tyler Buckner, bro. And by the way, before we jump head first in, we have to take care of the business. Apple Podcast, Spotify. Go check us out. Along with State of Recruiting, John Garcia Jr., IB Sports Nation Talk, IB Nation Sports Talk with Vince Dario, Sean Styers. All of that great content is available. Apple Podcast, Spotify, over at CFB Nation in conjunction with Irish Breakdown, the Lucky Lefty Podcast. You already know we spin it different. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. 
Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. You see that right there? Buy or sell on Tyler Buckner. Let me tell you what threw gas on the flames yesterday, Left. Okay. I put out a tweet yesterday, Left. And in this tweet, I thought I was being clear. I put it out at around 3 o'clock yesterday Mm. on Twitter. I said, not sure how this will impact the Notre Dame quarterback search in the transfer portal. Mm. But Tyler Buckner has tremendous value in the building. And the staff is looking for ROI, return on investment, with him. Kenny Minchie should be ready to play by November 23, in my opinion. It went left. No pun intended, left. Mm. It went left. I looked on the message board over at Irish Breakdown. They had a post about it on the message board. People went crazy talking about it on Twitter. All different opinions. And I'm sitting up here like, when did this kid become such a lightning rod with the fan base? And let me tell you why I was wrong. Okay? Because I will admit. There's one person to my memory that came out and said Tyler Buckner needs to be the starting quarterback in 2021. Oh, that was me. That was me. I said that for sure. And gave three reasons why, short-term and long-term, why Tyler Buckner needed to be the starting quarterback in 2021. I pushed back. I showed love to Jack Cone. I'm still appreciative of what Jack Cone did. But now I think we can be honest. The Virginia Tech game, and things just work out crazy. The Virginia Tech game is where Notre Dame was prepared as a staff to turn the keys over to Tyler Buckner. You remember that game, Jack Cone and that offense, the offensive line was struggling. They struggled against Toledo. They had a couple of games where the offense struggled. Jack Cone got the start against Virginia Tech. They go down 10 to nothing early. They go a scoreless first quarter. 
first four minutes of the second quarter. Yep. All of a sudden, 12 takes the field. And it sparks just everywhere. Just pop, 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 pop. Running game gets to go on with Kyron Williams. Deep pass down the sideline. Another run. Quarterback run. Touchdown. You start to see the width of the field being used, right? Comes back down. Kyron Williams, second drive. Running game, right? Another pass to Avery Davis. Over the, what is he doing? He's running the ball, impacting the running game, pulling the ball and getting yards as a runner. And then he's throwing down the field off play action to RPO, Right? Those are his strengths. And I looked at how he immediately changed the game. And I said to myself, I understand. And after talking to people inside the building, and that's why I put the tweet out, not to say that they weren't going to get a transfer quarterback, because they are. But they're not going to, they're not getting a transfer quarterback that's going to come here for two years. That's they're not doing that. The guy that's coming in is going to be brought in primarily for experience and probably one year. Why? Yesterday. Because they believe in Tyler Buckner. It's a lot of opinions out there. I'm just telling you what I know. I wasn't giving you my opinion. I'm telling you what the people in that building think about Tyler Buckner. They believe in Tyler Buckner. And I had to go back and watch that Virginia Tech game. Second half, he has another touchdown drive. Yep. Avery Davis over the middle. Another deep pass that brings a pass interference. Look, he struggled and continues to struggle, and this is where I want you to jump in left. He struggles in the short, intermediate passing game that's connected to timing. He struggles with that. He struggled with it against Marshall. What did it lead to? A pick six. He struggled in that same area against Virginia Tech. What did it lead to? A pick six when they were up 21-16 late in the third. Same thing, right? So my biggest issue is, okay, why has there been no development in the intermediate passing game and timing from last season through the spring to the first two games we saw? He's struggling in the same things. He can stretch the ball down the field. He can impact the running game. He can run and make plays off schedule. But why has he not improved in that area? I think most fans look at that and say, he's not the guy. You're the guy that played the position, the same position that he's trying to play as a starter at Notre Dame. Is that more on Tom? Because I'm going to be a buck. Is that on Tommy Reese? Or is that more on him? That that part of his game continues to be the issue. And probably will be the issue in the Gator Bowl. 
Yeah, I think uh, that's just not his strength as a as a player right now is to be um, doing a bunch of progression over the middle stuff. I think it takes time for any quarterback to really get uh, comfortable with doing that. And I think Tommy, knowing his players, should coach around what Tyler's skill set is. We didn't have the skill set last year to throw the ball past 20 yards consistently. We had that skill set with Tyler Buckner. We didn't have the skill set last year to run the football with the quarterback effectively to give the defense another look. We got that this year. So I think the things that we didn't have last year, we got much more of this year from the position. And so the offense has to be around that type of play. You can't force a kid that isn't great at doing what you like to do as a scheme as an offense for him because it won't work out. And it looked like it. you were forcing a lot of the plays that you had uh, for Tyler last year because there's no reason with all that talent he's the lead ball carrier on the team. It just doesn't add up. So there needs to be uh, – there is a belief in Tyler Buckner that he can get some things done as a serviceable, dynamic quarterback on the roster. But it gotta, it's got to come from Tommy – nurturing that uh, those abilities and being able to be productive with it, which I think has is, is been a challenge for both sides. Tommy, uh, uh, TB staying healthy through what Tommy's given him, but also Tommy giving him something that he can be uh, successful with uh, continuously. I think in the Ohio State game, because you're only judging a few opportunities for Drew, uh, Tyler Buckner, but in the Ohio State game, I don't think that was the offense that they really want to run with Tyler Buckner because it was too conservative. It was too driven through uh, Michael Mayer and the tight ends. But an offense that's around Tyler Buckner, we have the pieces for it, having the receivers for it, having a running game for it. And, of course, the offensive line is just, are we going to handcuff Tyler and baby him? Or are we going to coach around his strengths and stick to the run play action heavy and then, you know, Drop in some of that over the uh, over the middle and progression stuff this year. You see, for me, he hits the big plays to Kevin Austin. He hits Avery Davis, and I'm saying like, okay, dude, this is this game should be quick screens to the outside, all of that five seven timing routes to the outside, and all that stuff. And no, no, stop. That's just not what he's good at right now. Right. That's not what he's good at. The Virginia Tech defensive back sat on the route, almost like he expected it. Tyler didn't read it. And he just threw it. Like, he just threw it. He missed another one to the left. That was a timer route on a seven-yard out, five-yard out. He just threw it. And it almost got picked off because they were in zone. He just didn't recognize it. So it's like take him out of situations where you know he's going to struggle with. He does not have experience. He doesn't. He doesn't Even though he's been experience. there a long time, he don't got experience. So you got to take that into consideration. Also, uh, the fact that it just didn't look like there was an identity when Tyler Buckner was playing. Yeah. Was, I know we're good at running the football, but you got him running the football all the time. Then you got all this fancy tight end stuff, and then you're, you know, we don't know. It's like a frustration it looks like. Uh, calling plays for a guy like that. But Tyler's also got to look at it as an opportunity to lead the team uh, outside of playing on the field. I think the leadership qualities of Tyler isn't as uh, 
uh, ferocious as it was of like some of our more vocal leaders, even like Tommy. I think he's a little bit too cool mm-hmm. in this situation for a guy that should be playing with his, with his hair on fire, especially not being able to stay healthy. He should be coming back uh, with a chip on his shoulder, not like he's, you know, a 48-game vet like Michael Mayer or something. He needs to come in with a, a new kind of energy, a new kind of spirit, a little more uh, engaged with the guys around him because he's going to have a lot of young guys around him, which is going to give him an opportunity to lead. But we haven't seen him be quite uh, a vocal leader, not that he necessarily has to be, but for what we're looking for at this position right now, you got to be uh, pretty engaged uh, with the with the with your teammates and also just – uh, with the program itself, you're not another guy on the team that's just doing your job. You're the quarterback in Notre Dame. Yeah, when you look at Stetson Bennett, right, because I really started digging. Like, this made me really go watch some football last night. So I watched Notre Dame, Virginia Tech, and I started to see, like, okay, this kid, it probably would have been best for him to play last year and focus on his strengths. Yeah. Be able to hit down the field, outside the hashes. Like, the ball he threw to Kevin Austin was beautiful. Yeah. In the second quarter, beautiful ball to Kevin Austin over his outside shoulder. Then he hits Avery Davis on a cross, deep crosser over the middle. It's like, man, this play-action RPO run game with this offensive line, with this offensive – because you already have the safeties drawn up in the Gator ball. South Carolina, like you said, if you're South Carolina, you're blitzing. You're blitzing every time you get Every time. All day, right? Draw plays, quick screens, and screen plays early. And some deep shots. One and some on deep one. shots. Flat out. That's it. It's simple. It's not even hard. Yeah, the game plan is already – you already know what you you, you should know. They're not going to come and try to trick you with a bunch of different disguises. They're going into it not respecting your quarterback. Yes. This is not rocket science. If I was South Carolina, I'm not respecting nothing you rolling out there from a quarterback position because you either the one guy been hurt and another guy has never played. Facts. <laughs> I'm blitzing every time, and you, I'm gonna Fact. show it. I'm not yeah. gonna hide it, and I don't think you can beat it because you don't got Michael Mayer, right? And you don't got a quarterback with experience. So this should be a straight up game where we can. Feast or famine, have 500 yards, and we praise Tyler Buckner, and we go like, all right, that's the hook, and it's time to look for two transfers at the end of this game. Well, I dug in on Stetson Bennett, bro. I watched the Tennessee game over again. Do you really do you realize 80% of this man's passes are quick screens, deep passes, and tight end throws? That's it. They asked him to do three things. Like you, yeah, he's in. And it's not going to change this week. Quarterback Todd Munkin is asking him to do three things every week. That's it. Ain't no out routes, no timing routes to the outside. None of that from the opposite halves. None of that. I'm not about to ask you to do anything. That you're that like can expose you being Absolutely. more than what I'm giving you. Absolutely. We're running this rock. Behind his offensive line, play action, deep shots, and hitting these tight ends wide open over the middle off play action because you and can't screens. defend both of them. Screens and buttons. That's it. It's a simple game plan. So don't sit here and tell me 
that Tyler Buckner does not have traits that can't be put into a simple game plan. Because we saw limited traits in Drew Pine put into a simple game plan and they were made successful. Period. And it and can't be him carrying the ball 58 times in a game. No. He doesn't stay healthy for that. Stop no. doing that. And for them, Marcus Freeman said, we felt like, you know, Ty, we needed to run the ball with Tyler against Ohio State. For what? For, for what? what? You got Audrey Gestamay, Logan Diggs, Chris Tyree. What are you talking about? Tyler's the last option. Because he ain't, first of all, he's not better than those three running the ball anyway. That's <laughs> so, that right there. I don't know. So, they had all, all season to come up with a game plan for Ohio State. And the best approach they had was to run Tyler Buckner. And that's why, you know, he's not going to stay healthy with that mindset, which is which is something that they're going to – the staff has to get over on an ego basis and be like he's not the runner that Lamar Jackson is where he can impact the season having a 1,000-plus rushing yards. No, this is a quarterback that needs a system that can allow him to play make and use his legs, but these – He's not big enough like a Cam Newton to be designed running 10, 12 times a game. He's a guy that can run when you least expect it, and when he does, he's going to run hard. Notre Dame Carey had 30 carries against Ohio State in the run game. Tyler Buckner had 11 of them. That's terrible. 11. 11. Against the number two team in the country. What? And they got going behind Audrey Estimate. Estimate in the second quarter in the power running game. This what are we doing, man? That's why I watch. I'm like, yo, let me dig in. Grayson McCall, you pointed it out yesterday. He's a system He's a quarterback. System. Do the little RPO, throw the little post one on one. They're gonna do the RPO, they're gonna do play action, but that's that's not our offense, number one. Number two, you 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 gotta be in more of control of the offense than what you're getting at Coastal Carolina. So I don't think that he's gonna be a good fit Man. for that because he's not a natural thrower either. He's shot putting the football, got a wobble on the football, it doesn't look pretty coming out. And he's at Coastal Carolina for a reason. So, you know, I think if if he was at a bigger school, maybe, and it would be more transferable, but this is not a – we're not looking for experiments or, or one-hit wonder, wonder-lick type of quarterbacks from these small schools because we don't have to. Like, think about that story. Notre Dame found a Coastal Carolina kid to save the day at quarterback. Come on. I watched the Michigan. Next, I watched the Michigan-Ohio State game, bro. Because I didn't watch the game in its entirety because I was actually out early that day. Bro, you pointed this out to me. J.J. McCarthy was 50% completion percentage. In yeah. They were acting like this dude played the game of his life. This dude was 
But you know what he did? Throwing the open guys down the field. He hit big plays. They took shots down the field against Ohio State. And he hit them. You want to be aggressive up front to stop the run? All we have to do is take shots. If we hit on two of them, if we take seven and we hit on two, it changes the whole game. That's it. And then you would, you would like to hit more than two. <laughs> what I'm saying, that's 14 points, bro. That's 14 points. Yeah. And what was a close game? That's 14 points. And then they allowed their running game to take over in the fourth quarter when Ohio State got tired. Yeah. That's what you do when you're a running team. You take shots early and allow your physicality to wear the other team down and you take over in the fourth quarter. That's what you do. They didn't ask J.J. McCarthy to go out there and dissect the defense, read coverages, go through three, four progressions. They didn't ask him to do that. They said, run the ball, and when we call it, you better hit it. Yes. And when you can run around and make a play, do make it. a play or get rid of the ball. That's yeah. it. And they're not even expecting you to run for touchdowns. They just need you to run for the little first. That's it. Keep it going. That's it. Absolutely it. J.J. McCarthy isn't this great quarterback, dude. Jim Harbaugh found a way to build a game plan around his skill sets that could walk into the horseshoe and win. Period. And he didn't even play that great. No. But he hit big shots. That's all you need. All Tyler Buckner had to do was hit one big shot against Ohio State. Just one. And not the gimmick one that we got in the very beginning, like a legit down-the-field momentum killer type of shot. It would have been fun if you had your big shot wide receiver freshman on the field. Because they did. Ohio State had all their freshmen play. (laughs) It's like, dude, you're asking this dude to go through progressions without Jared Patterson on the road against a defense that's stacking the box and just being wild aggressive. You didn't call any any screens to take advantage of the aggression. No reverses, no mixed misdirection, nothing. You just asked Tyler Button to go stand back, five, seven-step drop back, go through your progressions and light them up. Like he's C.J. Stroud. Oh, by the way, and we're going to run you 11 times. Yeah, that's the killer right there. You couldn't think of a screen that replaced that or? Dude. Shit, I don't know. A double reverse, anything. So the B part of my tweet, I was talking about Kenny Minchie, that people took out of, I don't know how they misunderstood what I was saying. When I said Kenny Minchie needs should be re- needs to be ready to play in November. He's an early enrollee. If he can't play a college football game by November, something's wrong and it's bigger than him. I didn't say he needed to be the starter. He should be ready to go into a college football game and play a full game and be successful. That's 10 months. He comes in January. We're talking about November. That's 10 months with him. 
If he can't play and start a college football game by November, then the issue is bigger than the quarterbacks in the room. It's bigger than that. That's right. Period. Yes, he should be a strong contender to start as the starting quarterback in 2024. Kenny Minchie should be in a quarterback battle to be the starting quarterback. And damn near should be starting. Absolutely. Because that's how it goes at every elite program. That's the natural progression of the quarterback position at every elite program. Because we're Notre Dame. We're Notre Dame. We get guys that are ready to go. Not three-year projects like a Drew Pine from Connecticut that we just, you know, stumbled upon and thought that, oh, we can make him the next great Rudy. No. We get Brady Quinn types. You know, come in. Damn near thought you were starting last year. You're starting this year. Make a make an impact. Win some games. Man, look. Get a movie after you. Come <laughs> on, man. This is ridiculous. Not no, he's just another guy on the team. No. No. Our quarterbacks the last couple of years been looking like walk-ons that we did they just happen to get a chance to start quarterback at their favorite school. No. We need the Lamborghinis in the quarterback room, not Mazdas. We need Yamahas, not mopeds. You know, G-Wagons, not wagons. G-Wagons. We bringing in these used cars at quarterback, man. We need to be better than that. The quarterback position at Notre Dame has been misused more than any other quarterback room in college football it, in the last it's been it's been a crime it's, it's not it's even close cry not even it's malpractice <laughs> malpractice the misuse of the quarterback room are you kidding the same look, the same thing we see happening with Tyler Buckner is the same thing we watch Brandon Winbush go through. The exact same thing. All to be usurped by a guy less talented. How does that happen? A staff that refuses to build a game plan around the strengths of your quarterback. Who does that? But Who? can do it with the lesser talent. We're we haven't been top 50 in quarterback rooms. For the last seven years. Right. Can you imagine Ohio State running 12 and 13 personnel? Can you imagine that with CJ Stroud? He wouldn't be getting drafted. Not this. Can you, imagine, can you imagine that dude Ryan Day calling 11 runs for CJ Stroud against Michigan? He would have got fired. They would have been like, what are you doing? <sighs> ridiculous man it's ridiculous the more i've watched college football i realize dude teams are out here winning with quarterbacks that won't even sniff the nfl won't sniff it why because they have competency in building game plans around the quarterbacks on just their around ride. their guys we're just asking them to build around their guy 
See, as a fan base, we have been bred and convinced and brainwashed to just throw quarterbacks away. Oh, he sucks. <laughs> Tyler Buckner sucks. He stinks. Tyler Buckner can't stay healthy. That's the that's what you should say. I don't know if he sucks or doesn't suck. I know he can't stay healthy, and that's even worse. Because that's frustrating as a player, as a fan, as a coach, as a trainer. You know, because it's like, damn, we don't know if we should kick you to the curb or get you back, you know. So, I don't know. It's just crazy. <laughs> like, misuse Jacoby, misuse Brandon, misuse you, mis. <laughs> oh, it's look, man, and it's frustrating because I am genuinely concerned about Kenny Mitchell. I am genuinely concerned. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. genuine. Yeah, I have genuine concern. Because he needs to be ready to start a college football game in November. He's one of the top 11 quarterbacks in the country. I don't want to see him going through a, an even battle with a with a uh, with a car situation because I don't think he'll win just off a of legacy. He need to have some type of advantage going to that situation, or it's just going to be. That's the crap shoot for sure. Come on, man. If they're doing it right and it's the natural flow, you go TB, start next year, see what you can do, have Kenny Minchie ready, and Jelly got a transfer, have Minchie compete to start next year, have Carr come in, and then have Carr start the year after. So Minchie would have two two years starting. Hopefully, he's ready to go to the league. What? That all sounds good. Who's putting <laughs> the game plan together, bro? That all sounds. I hear you. Natural flow, natural progression. That's beautiful. You made that sound wonderful. You made it sound much easier for us to digest. But at the end of the day. I'm sure everybody in the chat has the same question that I do. Who's putting the game plan together? Yeah. That's Who's game all that plan? matters. That's is, all it that matters. Same, is it the same guy that thought running Tyler Buckner against Ohio State was the best way to beat them? We're talking about a defense full of four or five stars. We're going to run our quarterback. That's the best way to beat them. That's just bad decisions. That's just bad decisions. That's why I think it was Jason Hewlett I got yesterday saying he put $20 down that Tyler Butner was going to have 10 rushes in the Gator Bowl. Man, He's probably going to try to get that many just because it's the easy way out. The best thing that they can talk about right now is him running as hard as he can. And I think because he's still underdeveloped, He's gonna run because he can't read through the whole thing. Yes. So he's gonna run out of panic, not necessarily running by design. So he's gonna have 10 plus runs just because he's rusty, you know. 
Maybe he's going to work hard. <laughs> he don't want to mess up, so he's going to run as hard as he can because that's the best thing he's got right now. Yeah, so I got – we are not Marshall. He said, hate to break it to y'all. Tommy did build a game plan to Buckner. Win. Win. We haven't had no identity. You said we had identity that, that first game. Win. Second game, we didn't have no identity. Win. In three and out. Show me the game where the game plan was built around Tyler Buckley and his strengths. When, the first game was definitely built around Michael Mayer, for sure. Well, that's the entire offense. Unfortunately. Guess who was the leading carrier against Marshall, bro? <laughs> Tyler Buckley. Tyler Buckley. Why does he have the most carries against Marshall? Against Marshall. What are we doing? How do you sit here and say they built the game plan around him to his strengths? No. His strength is not to carry the football more than the running backs. That's not his strength. His strength is play action off the running game. He's not 6'5", 240. No. Where you can call 11 runs for him. He is not Cam Newton, bro. He's probably more frail than I am. You know, I probably could take a hit more than he could right now. So, no, they didn't plan. They, if that was their game plan, then that, that's a bad game plan. Damn it. And, they, and they should know that. Somebody – I don't know if you saw this. Somebody actually wrote an article or a post and compared Tyler Buckner to you based off my tweet. No. I think the other thing, though, is that we got to stop saying that our offensive line was bad in the beginning of the year because how are they bad against Marshall? Marshall's a bad football team. So if you're saying we were bad when we they played weren't Marshall, bad. They weren't. They weren't bad, bro. They were average. Our offensive line, <laughs> you're going to say they were bad in the beginning against Marshall? No, I'm not accepting that. I'm not accepting that. We didn't have an identity against Marshall, so we made them look better. We did exactly what college football game they said that they was going to do. They used them NFL corners and that top passing coverage secondary to their strength, and they did that. I don't know if it was a jinx because we're throwing picks to guys on hitch routes, which is unbelievable, (laughs) but it's going to be hard for Tyler Buckner to be able to do everything, be the leading carrier and pass taker on the team is impossible. I'm telling you now, it's impossible to run a bunch of read options, carry the ball three times in a row, and then drop back and then throw the ball 30 yards downfield or even read a whole pass play and be like, okay, I'm, I'm surgical. It's the same reason why Tom Brady, as great as he is, isn't a great athlete, but he can throw the football really great and operate really great. He can't have it all. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You can't you can't be Lamar Jackson mixed with a Tom Brady and do everything, have a 10,000 yards rushing, 10,000 yards back. It's impossible. So you got to coach to what they do better. Lamar's not running Brady's offense, but Brady isn't running Lamar's offense. Right. At Notre Dame with Tyler Buckner, we're asking him to be Lamar Jackson and Tom Brady at the same time. And that's unfair because they did that to Brandon. Thank and you. 
And it's, it's not fair because nobody can do that shit. <laughs> and the ones that came close are the once-in-a-generation players, like you're Deshaun Watson, you know, Trevor Lawrence was pretty solid at running and throwing. But these are first picking the drafts, man. So not fair you, know, you know what the bad part about the Brandon situation was? Brandon was literally dominating games single-handedly, yeah. bro. Yeah, no, like that's what would happen. He would be <laughs> he was single-handedly dominate a game. If and it because Brandon, he wouldn't have won any of them yeah. games. Yes. Any of them, I mean, he's the leading carrier. <laughs> he out there making all the explosive plays, or he's having a hand in all the explosive plays. So it's like, what? You know, against Michigan, he's throwing it 50 yards to faint and then running 50 yards in, in a game. So he is the, the whole offense. And I think whenever you ask a kid to do that, he's either the first pick in the draft or he's going to struggle. This is not a – it's a feast or famine type of offense, especially when you ask him to do everything like we have Tyler Buckner because even with me, you just can't stay healthy. Yeah. You know, because it's too much of a volatile offense because you having to drop back, duck guys, run the football, then do RPOs, then do design runs, and then do deep throws. It's like mm-hmm. you're doing everything, and that's – it's not a scheme. That's not an identity. That's just you abusing the talent at the position when it could be used to help the team with a scheme. The kid from Coastal Carolina, he wouldn't survive in our offense. We asked we asked quarterback do too much, change protection, change the play, throw it deep, read four or five progressions, but then read option and then run the ball and then under center, it's like then roll out and throw a screen. Yeah, it's a lot. So for a guy like Tyler Buckner, don't do this with. Yeah, like I see the comment with uh Michael Campbell talking about Jaden Downs at LSU. Yeah, of course, <laughs> of course, Jaden Downs got to do everything. He has to do everything for them to win. That's Coach Kelly's offense. That's Tommy Reese's offense, apparently. The quarterback literally has to be Superman. That's why Jalen Daniels is hurt right now. <laughs> That's why he's hurt right now. That's why I got hurt right now, because you have to do literally everything. And when they run you into the ground, they bring up this less talented, wouldn't start anywhere else significant quarterback, and and just so happen they're running this beautiful scheme where it's like, man, they should have did this earlier. Man, he's just so good. Like, no. Like it's a big trap. <laughs> Look, man, I was wrong. The best thing that could have ever happened for the program, of course, Brian Kelly wouldn't do it because he was too locked in to winning 10 games and, and keeping everything looking like it was beautiful. When at the core of the program, nah, it wasn't. The best thing would have been to play Tyler Buckley. Yes. And let at him least if you're going to ask him to do everything, he can have some experience going into this. And then you can figure out, okay, he's good with these plays. He's not good with some of these plays. So we have to find the the, the in-between. 
but Tommy Reese is calling the kitchen sink every game for Tyler Buckner. All right, Tyler, we're going to run 10 times, throw it deep 10 times. You got to hurdle a couple dudes, and we're going to act like you have no help. <laughs> we're going to act like you don't got no receivers, you don't got no running backs, your line's trash because we asked you to hold the ball for 10 seconds. It's like, come on. You asked the first-time starter to walk into the horseshoe and be the leading passer and rusher on the road. That's what you asked that freshman to do. He's a freshman in experience, playing time. Yeah. You do understand that, right? You asked a first-time starter on the road, week one, to walk into the horseshoe and be our leading rusher and our leading passer. Yeah. And, and if Whoever, you don't do it, everything. and if you don't do it, everybody's going to think you suck and we're ready to throw you into the gulag. But it's it's unfair position when you're not – talented yet or you can't stay healthy and they did it to him in the packages they would run they get him in the packages with jack cone and running five straight times in a row until he mess up his hamstring now you don't have a backup that you played sparingly how is that even possible your backup can't stay more healthy than the starter Dude, look i know what he can do and i know what he can't do just, short to intermediate, me. short to intermediate timing routes and all of that stuff and progression. One, two, three, four. No, stop. Stop. That's not his game. Not if you're gonna read option him to death every no. other play. No. That's two totally different game plans. Either you want him to be a drop back guy like Drew, develop him Jack to Jack or let him be an RPO guy that has a system built around him that he can grow in. Period. You can't give him three offenses in the mix of a, a, a one game plan for one game. For one game. This is all for one game. One game. Three different one systems. Game you see Tyler Buckner running powers, power runs, RPOs, uh, drop back progression offense, under center running the football play action, some, some full house, uh, three backs in the backfield. Two tight ends, five wide, <laughs> and, then, and then he throws some he is, he, is on the merging, he is merging Madden playbooks, bro. He is. We are literally merging playbooks I into mean, one calling, game. Calling any and every play, every formation. It's like, come on, this is this is not a video game. This is a kid that's young that needs some growing up to do in an offense that is surrounding him. Not we're just going to throw every type of style of offense and, and then you got to run it all yourself. We can't put it in nobody else's hands. You got to be Superman if we want to beat Marshall. We shouldn't be straining our quarterback's physical and mental abilities to win a game versus Marshall. That's why all our games look like a struggle because the quarterback got a duck and dodge Three or four people on third down because we do obvious runs on first and second. And then we get a new set of downs. Now he's running the football first and second down. And then you want to throw it deep on third down and he throws it short. Yeah, he's tired. He's tired. He's tired. He got to carry out every fake because he's supposed to be a threat. <laughs> then you go five wide and you say, all right, we're going to chuck it deep. 
How? Man. And Brandon's too, you know, Brandon's too much of a good kid, but he was going crazy. Because then he'll do a, a, a simple mistake, and now you pulling him. Now, 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 he got to look over his shoulder. It's just a setup. Look, hopefully this won't be viewed as a showcase for the mind <laughs> of the OC uh, in the Gator, Gator Bowl. And hopefully he recognizes, look, we're going to run the ball against South Carolina that gives up 190 yards on the ground. That's it. <laughs> this is real simple. I don't care if Steve and Jelly's quarterbacking. I don't care if it's Tyler Buckner. I don't care if you bring in Kenny Minchie early, right? Yeah. I think Notre Dame just got a five-star for the women's basketball team that's enrolling early, and she's going to be playing once she enrolls. Wait, how does that right? work? Oh, yeah, because the season's going on. And the season is going on. She's playing. So if Kenny Mitchell is allowed to enroll, yeah, and Kenny Mitchell is damn near. Suit him up. Suit him up and let him hand the ball off. I don't care. Hand the ball off. And if we go play action, you're throwing it deep. Either the Braves or the Bias running a post route. That's it. You can tell him before the play a post. That's it. Ain't no secret. It had to. It's real simple, man. If we come out and we're running quarterback power, quarterback sweep, as we said yesterday, baby, they don't care. Baby stuff, yeah. They don't don't care care about about Tyler. They don't care about Tyler. No, coming off a shoulder injury, that's what we're doing. (laughs) Lucky Lefty Podcast, man, go over to Spotify. Apple Podcasts for all the great content, courtesy of CFB Nation, Lucky Lefty Podcast, State of Recruiting with John Garcia Jr. and IB Nation Sports Talk with Vince D'Addario and Sean Styers and Jesse Styers as well. Can't beat it. We get it done. CFB Nation, Lucky Lefty Podcast, leave five stars. We greatly appreciate it. Leave your comments. Set it up for automatic download. We're already doing great. It's because of you guys and how you support us. The climb to 5,000 is real. Subscribe to the YouTube channel. Most of all, smash that like button for us and leave your comments because we respond and like all comments that you guys leave after the show. It's LL, Lucky Lucky Podcast. You already know we spin it different. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE.
You know what else I figured out that I got wrong left? Big programs not out here spending that NIL money like people think. They're really not. Alabama's not really spending NIL like that. They have a few players that they will invest in, right? But the model has been set. Your quarterbacks are going to get a lot of money. Your best defensive player is going to get a lot of money. And your wide receivers. Jackson Smith and Jigba had a package that totaled $1.7 million this year in NIL deals. Didn't play a play. How many games did he play? And then he bounced on the college football playoff. (laughs) Yeah, then he bounced on the play. (laughs) This dude is in the CFP. Said, I'm good. I'm going to get ready for the NFL, the other other three letters. The problem is the teams that are at the top, we played the clip from Kirby Smart who after a win against Tennessee in 12 seconds sold his program better than any coach can sell a program. We don't need transfers. We develop you. People stick around. They love the fan base and they love living here. That's it. Sold this program. And when you can sell your program, you don't need NIL as much as everybody else. See, Deion Sanders needs NIL. He don't have a choice. Doesn't have a choice. Texas AM, they needed it. Didn't have a choice. Texas been struggling. They needed it. Didn't have a choice. But that's that's not act like it's 50 players on the squad making NIL money. Like it's thick. I don't care what roster you go to. You might have five to seven players really making money. I'm talking about good money on NIL. Maybe. Yeah. It's just like the NFL. Only a couple guys making really good money. And the top NIL deals, Alabama leading the way. Georgia right behind them. Ohio State right behind them. Meaning the good teams that recruit and develop and win, garner more money and more attention. Yep. So how about going out and winning games? How about that? How about Notre Dame? Go win 11 games and win a national championship. Like all these kids that want money before they sign on, how about you come win some games? How about that? Come win some games. You won't have to worry about NIL. Come win and show out. Kyle Hamilton was top five in Notre Dame in NIL. Why? He came here, he won games, and he stood out. That's the way it goes. That's the way it goes. And people feel like people are just out here just spending wild money on wild recruits. It's like two or three recruits in each class that are getting big money. Yeah. I haven't heard any other recruit in the Tennessee class getting big money besides Nico. Oh, yeah. yeah. Who? Who else besides Malachi Nelson? Who? Bryce Young had a deal before he took a snap at Alabama. Yeah. 
Have you heard anything about the other quarterbacks at Alabama mm-hmm. getting deals before they took a snap? It takes a special person and special players to garner the attention of companies to want to say, we want to partner with you and bless you financially. Yeah, seriously. This is not a new era of everybody gets. This is not Oprah Winfrey, man, at her show. You get an IL deal. You get an IL. No. No. It don't work like that. It does not work like that, man. So as much as people really believe that, oh, Notre Dame has to make these drastic changes, Notre Dame needs to win. That's it. They need to win. Now, people would say, well, you know, in order to win, you're going to need NIL to get the big-time guys in. If a kid is driven by NIL, he's not coming to Notre Dame. No. Because Notre Dame is never going to outbid Georgia. They're never going to outbid Alabama. Well, they're not trying to either. That's the point. That's the point as well. They're not built like that from a financial standpoint or a brand standpoint. So, yeah, NIL, man. Cat's not out here making bread like that. You know, it's like growing up in the hood, bro. You had one or two cats that was really making bread as hustlers. And then you have some guys that can go buy an outfit every now and then. Yeah. A brand new pair of sneakers. You know, maybe look like they making that bread, but they they really not making, making that bread. bread. No. No. There's only a few. That's it. There's only a few. So as far as NIL, man, we need to relax. We need to relax, man. Because the big programs. They're not shelling out money like that. Just tapped into an Ohio State podcast the other day. They're complaining because Ohio State refuses to spend money. Yeah. On recruits coming in. They refuse to spend that NIL collective on recruits. This is Ohio State. They're like, dude, no. We have dudes that are really balling. That's who deserves this. You've done nothing for this brand yet. Relax. So it's really not the great teams that are out here trying to entice recruits. The good teams that recruit good anyway, they're not falling into that trap. It's the the middle-of-the-road teams that are trying to play catch-up that are making things look far differently than what's really going on in the NIL landscape. Right? Do I feel like Keon Keeley got something from Alabama? Probably. Who else in that class have you heard about besides him and Richard Young? Yeah. You're not hearing about anybody else. Yes. That's it, man. You got a few hustlers in each class that are going to get paid. Other than that, man, 
How would you feel about that, bro? How do you think that would have played? Because you would have been the quarterback. You would have garnered the attention. You probably would have gotten a, a nice little NIL deal. How would that have played in a locker room in 2015? Would have been great. Um, we were just trying to wait for our stipends every uh, first and end of the semester. So somebody was balling like that in 2015. Mm-hmm. I know everybody on the team being pretty good. Well, I'm glad that you guys were locked in like that. And the brotherhood is real, man. Another great show. We really dug in on Tyler Buckner. <laughs> dug, in. dug in on NIL and what the offense is going to look at the Gator Bowl, what it needs to look like. And, uh, yeah, NIL might be a little bit overrated, bro, at this point when it comes to recruiting. Just my opinion, but I think we're kind of overvaluing and overrating it as a whole. As a whole. It's time to get petty. Oh, we did a good job executing. Now, are you upset with something? And fire up the Petticoat Junction train. I just don't like you. You don't? No. What is today's Petty Historic Petty Junction? Petty Junction, Petty Story of the Day, brought to you by Nora Whiskey at NoraWhiskey.com, that premium American whiskey at NoraWhiskey.com. Throw uh, this fan that told Draymond Green he got a pass last night, and Draymond had him kicked out the game. Like, we bring in, dude, you in the front row bringing street stuff to the NBA? Like, what are we talking about? Like, Somebody got a pass, huh? Yeah, okay. Draymond was like, what pass? What 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 you talking about? Look, come on, man. That's a time and place for everything, man. I don't know. Dude, NBA players are always connected to hustler street dudes. Oh all the time. Athletes, NFL, always connected to the streets, man. You you picked the TNT game. To bring that foolishness in, man. Come on, man. Let's be real. Megan the Stallion, once again, she got to go back on that, dude. Every day she gets caught more and more lies, bro. Lie, be lying. On the stand, dude. And I, I wasn't there. I don't know what happened, but I know anytime you get caught multiple lies, it's not good for your credibility. I mean, just, and they got her up there looking crazy, too. Yeah. Like the dude outside the courtroom said, why you lie on that boy like that? He said, he still look good in the purple, though. <laughs> he did say that. He was petty for that. He was petty for that. Um, Zion Williamson. Again. A posterizing Walker Kessel, Kessler like he did last night. Oh, man. man, leave that rookie alone. Leave that rookie alone. Yeah, no reason to do him like that. Zion becoming the baby Shaq that we always wanted. Man. Does he ever shoot the ball? 
Oh, he only he hit two threes. I think he hit two threes the other night when they were playing against Phoenix. That was Sunday night. But, yo, that dude is a beast, man. He's a beast. I mean, he's just explosive. He needs to play linebacker or something in the league. Man. And uh, this video went viral. I didn't want to show it because, you know, it wasn't even worth showing. But the video of the young lady that went out on a date and asked the man to, oh. to buy take-home meals for her kids. The fact that she was so adamant. It was the like, fact, nah, you, you paid for this. Nah, the fact that she it. waited an hour and a half for dude. An hour and a half? Late? Man was an hour and a half late, left. An hour and a half. So, you know, it's they both they both messed up. You a dumb dumb for waiting. Yes. If you waited an hour and a half for someone that was running late for a date, you definitely don't have anything. To do. to do, you have nothing else in your life. Yeah, you get your get you a life first. Absolutely, you got two kids and you wasting an hour and a half of your day. Come on, man. Ask that man to pay for your kids and then order some steak. Then <laughs> order some steak, though. Oh, just ten dollars. Think for what would you have done? Hold on, finish it though. What would you have done? If I was in that position, yeah, I would have got up and left. I would have made her pay the entire bill. <laughs> I absolutely would have, would have. Man, you know what? You would have got up to live. I would have gave the waitress a tip. I would have walked out like she got it. She got it. That's the games we're playing right now? That would have been a scene. Yeah, absolutely. Because <laughs> we only see games, how much teaching and development do quarterbacks get during the season? <laughs> and is TR capable of doing both OC quarterback coaching? Man, this is a question for you, Love, because they don't have offensive analysts or quarterback coach. How does that impact the development of the quarterbacks at Notre Dame? Uh, you get zero development unless you're doing stuff on your own just because you're trying to win games, not get better as a player. I think, you know, even in the league, guys got to coach yourself in a sense or just be aware of what's going on because you're trying to, game plan so game plan does not involve um getting you better on your technique that has to be uh, a player driven thing that's like how you become great you know a lot of people fall off because your technique gets bad during the late part of the season and that's because you're not the coaches aren't pressing you on making sure you get your three-step drop down on key on time they're like look I'm trying to keep this job, man. So yeah. this defense is running this, and on this play, we're going to call this. And damn it, you you better hit it. <laughs> because they spend so much time recruiting. They're like, all right, we just throw another guy in there. He'll do it. So the, the focus that you have to have as a player is to be able to be on your P's and Q's individually. Mm -hmm. So not having a quarterback coach is even more detrimental because a quarterback coach at least will give you the, all right, we're going to hit these drills. We're going to get you right. I can answer some questions you may not know. We go over some stuff together. I'll give you my opinion on what I'm seeing, how I can help. I'm on the same page as the offensive coordinator. We talk all the time, so I can give you all 
you know, more detail, whoopty whoop. Not having that, you know, it's just it's I can already imagine it's too much for Tommy to try to get into too much detail with his quarterbacks. That's why he's like, Yeah, it's just another position, just like everybody else. No, it's not. You definitely need a quarterback coach to uh give them that extra uh boost on how to do things because I think a lot of times in college football, most quarterbacks, I say 95% don't know how to prepare the right way during the week to get ready for a game. And you're not going to really learn it from your coach because he's more on schedule of, okay, we got red zone today. We got this today. We're going over these plays. But there's another process that's for an individual quarterback that needs to take place to get ready on their end, you know, not on just the coach's end. So, it's definitely going to be a struggle not having a quarterback coach. Like Kenny Minchie and, and Carr coming in, not having the foundation all the way put together yet. But have being ready-made uh, talent-wise uh, will take you a far away, especially if you can uh, learn on the fly and, and be adaptable. Jason Hewlett, we appreciate you, my brother. Thank you for the super chat. Seems like Reese uses statue quarterbacks better than mobile quarterbacks. I don't think – he would know how to use a Spencer Sanders effectively. Luck for OC. Yeah, uh, the thing I'm excited about with Kenny Minchie is the fact that they're not trying to label him, oh, he's great with his feet. Oh, he can run around and make plays with his feet. I'm glad that's not a narrative because with Tommy Reese, it seems that, oh, that's what he can do. That's all he can do and just keep calling things for his feet. So, I mean, I think Spencer Sanders would be what we need, but I think you're right. Uh, Tommy acts like he don't know how to uh, balance those traits out and be effective with it enough to, to help the guy get through the season healthy, but even just be a, a, a offense that looks like they know what they're doing to begin with. So it's a conspiracy uh, in of itself because there's no excuse that you are calling better offense for Drew Pine and a more talented Tyler Buckner or more uh, talented Brandon Wimbush than uh, an Ian Book, but, you know, it's uh, – Something to watch out for, for sure. Yeah. And a big reason why we ain't won yet. Facts. Thank you for the Super Chat, Doma Wap. Just checking in to let you know how much we all appreciate you both. Thanks for spending it differently. Doma Wap, we appreciate you, man. Blessings to you and your family in this holiday season. And uh, last week, I kind of talked about uh, checking in on the people that you love during the season. and uh, Depression being at a very high level right now. And uh, sad to see uh, Twitch uh, no longer being with us. Who is Twitch? You know, from uh, So You Think You Can Dance, and he was the DJ on the Ellen Show. Oh, he oh he died? Yeah, uh, apparently from suicide uh, this morning. And, uh, yeah, oh, the news broke this morning. So uh, hearts and prayers and thoughts and prayers go out to his family, our condolences, and everyone connected to him. Yeah, man, check on your people right now. Pray for pray for everybody if you can. You know, just take some time throughout the day to pray for those that you're connected to. I pray for Left every day. Him, his sons, his family, everybody connected to him. Uh, Irish Breakdown, Family, L Nation, all of you guys. 
you know, my heart is always going out to you guys, for you and your families throughout this season and, and just throughout the year, but even more intense right now, man, because it is it's tough. And I know in the business, I come out of the radio business and I know a couple of people that, you know, lost their jobs. Because this is that's that's what happens at the end of the year in that that industry. Tough decisions are made. Families are impacted prior to the holidays. Just it's tough. So Godspeed to everyone. And uh, it's peace that passes all understanding for what you might be dealing with this time this season. Absolutely. Left. Great show, man. Happy we got a chance to dig in on Tyler. I think we're yeah. both we're both buying on Tyler Buckner. Both of us. I, man, look, I'm telling you, man, if this game plan makes me mad in the first quarter, <laughs> it's gonna definitely we're gonna do a post-game show and oh and another thing strictly yeah. for the OC. I'm telling you. Like for real. Oh yeah, no excuses now, man. He he said. Man, have a great Wednesday. But most of all, make sure that you spin it different. We'll see you guys tomorrow.